In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. The gift of your mercy, the gift of your patience, help us to look to you as a source and example of our own lives, so as to find fulfillment in this life, eternal life. Amen. I don't know how many of you are actually fishermen. There are, there are doors of people in Westmoreland Fields. Yeah? Fishers? Hunters? Nobody? Talk to myself. Okay, why not? So I love fishing. I enjoy it. I don't get to go that often because of life's just realities. But it really is an enjoyable hobby uh, just to be outside with family and friends. Uh, one time I went up uh, in Cadillac, Michigan, for salmon fishing. And we knew that it was going to rain. We had planned that it was going to rain, so we had all our rain gear on. But then we're out there on a boat, we're on this river, and we're fishing, and we caught nothing. And then the skies opened up, and then the mountains of waters fell upon us, and it was pouring cats and dogs. For a solid half an hour, we threw on our rain gear to sat there, miserable in the rain. And then for the next couple hours, we're like, oh, maybe we catch some fish now that it rained. Nope, caught zero fish. So I'm look, look, looking at this example, and the example in the gospel today, when you're, when you're frustrated, imagine these, these disciples, they're out there fishing all night. In the middle of the night, they're fishing. And they catch nothing. And then some dude's like, hey, did you catch anything? I'm like, bro, no. But thanks for like rubbing it in my face. Or, it's all about the perspective. Or, like, ah, whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's better than being in the office all day. We enjoyed the company. We had a drink. It was a great day. It's all about perspective. How you respond to the situation at hand. And when I was praying with that and praying with like entering into like the gospel situation, because not only just these apostles, these disciples, not only they may have been frustrated by the lack of fish that they didn't catch, but even like their relationship with each other, because it's all about knowing when and where this gospel story happens. It's after the resurrection of Jesus. But before this, what had happened? Let's go all the way back. You had the Last Supper of Jesus, where John the Apostle, the beloved disciple, it was like Jesus who was going to betray you and stayed with Jesus throughout his entirety, throughout his passion and his death, ultimately waited and anticipated the resurrection. Then you have Peter, the rock of faith, the first pope, the leader of all the apostles. This guy who said he wouldn't deny Jesus did deny Jesus three times. And then after the resurrection, Thomas, the first appearance after the resurrection, Thomas wasn't there. The second time, Christ came again, basically from the looks of it, to reaffirm Thomas that I, he actually resurrected. Right? Put your hands in my hand, put your hand in my side, and see, don't be unbelieving, to confirm with, with, with Thomas. The third time is this gospel story. So the apostles, they haven't quite, you don't, you don't really know, like you enter into the gospel. Did they make up with each other? Are they so frustrated with each other? Think of St. Peter. St. Peter hasn't been redeemed yet. He's not redeemed yet until, after, until like the second half of this gospel. This is the leader of the apostles. He could have been so frustrated with himself knowing that I denied Jesus three times. And why did I deny Jesus? And I saw the resurrected Jesus and I told this Thomas guy, all ten of us told Thomas, hey, he resurrected. And Thomas, stubborn jerk that he is, I won't believe it until I see it myself. Why wouldn't he believe us? And this guy wants to go fishing with us? We could have told him. He should have believed us. Why didn't he believe him? And then why did Jesus come back and reveal himself to Thomas? It's not fair. I still haven't been redeemed yet. Is he going to redeem me? Am I ostracized? Am I still the leader? What's the next step in the church? What do we do here? A lot. And that's just Peter. How about Thomas? Maybe Thomas feels bad. Thomas is like, I won't believe it until I put my hands in his hands. And my hand in his side. 
Maybe Thomas is like, man, I should have believed them. Am I that really that stubborn? I'm such a jerk. I should have like believed them. I should have listened to them. The resurrection, Jesus had to come. And then now I'm thinking, like, for all of eternity, I'm known as Doubting Thomas, the one who didn't know what Jesus. And then John the Apostle, the beloved disciple, who's kind of young in theory in the spirituality of the church, like he's just processing through all of it. Right? If you ever had to process through something like, like death, all these things, he was with Jesus at Palm Sunday, with Jesus at the Last Supper, and then walked with Jesus during the, the, the way of the cross, and then was at the foot of the cross watching his Lord and Savior die. And then he resurrected, he saw the empty tomb. And then a week later, he sees the resurrected Jesus. And a week later again, sees him again. There's a lot, a lot that he has to process. And then he's thinking to himself, Thomas didn't believe us. Why wouldn't he believe us? We're his friends. We're all disciples with Jesus. Peter, Peter, who was supposed to be the leader, abandoned Jesus first and denied him three times. Where, 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 are, we, where are we going in the church? There's such a, there could be easily a frustration or a camaraderie. We don't really know. All we know is that Jesus came and asked them a question and then fulfilled all that he came to fulfill. And they were around Jesus eating a meal. And that's very beautiful. So we think about that example. And all, all the gospel must be applicable to our own lives. Think about our own lives. Think of how easy it is in, in our own lives for, to ourselves and to others. Think of how easy it is to judge others and to look at others' mistakes or look at our own mistakes and be over self-critical of our own selves and therefore enter into this angst and this frustration of life that can so easily enter into it. When in reality, we can look to, what we should do is look to other people and say, that person, who did wrong? Peter denied Jesus three times. Thomas refused to believe the other apostles. They did something inaccurate, incorrect. How do we look at them? Oh, they judge them. We, they're the worst. Look at this person. Look at that person. How could they do this? They should know better. When we should do is and how we should process our own lives is look how Christ does it. He's very patient. He endures. Why didn't Jesus redeem Peter the first appearance of the resurrection? Why didn't Jesus redeem Peter after the second appearance of the resurrection? Why did it take Jesus until the third time? He let Peter in his own mind be frustrated. He let Peter in his own mind process it. Some things aren't ready until they're ready. Some people, a lot of people, all of us, are at different stages in our journey with Jesus. And that's okay. And that's very beautiful. And yet... All of us at different stages in our journey with Jesus, just like the gospel today, we gather around Jesus and we, figuratively, we have breakfast. We eat the Eucharist. That Jesus knows our hearts. Jesus knows other people. It's very easy to point to other people's faults and their mistakes and to judge and to gossip. It's very easy to be reflective of our own faults, of our own mistakes, and be so self-critical that we, lo- we forget to have self-love which is what God wants for us, and to live in God's mercy, that's not what Jesus wants for us. At different stages, at different levels of journeys, Christ redeems us. Obviously, there has to be a desire for redemption. Obviously, there has to be a desire to want to repent. Obviously, there has to be a self-reflection so we can be the best version of ourselves and to be redeemed by Jesus Christ and to grow in virtue. Obviously, that has to happen. But every Sunday, just like the gospel, we gather as disciples and followers of Jesus, who have all made mistakes, who are all in need of God's mercy, who are all in need of redemption, we gather 
around Jesus, around this altar, and we know and we trust, and we're not frustrated, and we're patient with other people, we're patient with ourselves, because Jesus is patient with us. Allow Christ to redeem you. Allow him to gather us together around him, because all that matters is the redemption of Jesus. Amen.